Hi, I'm Brett Maverick, and you're listening to the Abolition Minute, where we examine the latest trends in human trafficking and hear contemporary perspectives on the war to end modern-day slavery. Today is Saturday, September 1st, and I'm examining what could be a trafficking survivor's worst enemy, her own story. There is a ton of trafficking awareness out there, and often advocates and survivors face a pressure to tell their stories. But a woman who tells her story today may find that her past can haunt her, even when she wants to move on. I recently interviewed Christy Childs about this very issue. Childs is the founder and director of Veronica's Voice, an advocacy organization for trafficking victims and prostituted women in Kansas City. Childs is a trafficking survivor herself, and regularly deals with the pressure to go public with survivor stories. In fact, she's turned down some high-profile opportunities. Listen. It. And, you know, I've gotten calls from Oprah. I've gotten calls from Dr. Phil, you know, um, Tyra, even Maury Povridge, whatever his name is, however you say it. But they all want these young girls that have just escaped, you know? And I'm like, first of all, I think everyone has the wrong view and take on what this is, you know? Um, but the last thing I'm going to do is give you anyone who is just coming out of the life um, or still has one foot in one foot out um, who is fresh out I mean they want these sensational stories not gonna do it I have turned down many a media opportunity I'm just not gonna do it yeah. I'm turning down one right now for a documentary I'm just not uh, not okay with it yeah. if we can't creatively think of how to do it without exposing people, I'm not down with it. The problem with sensational stories is that while they fetch great ratings for producers, they are rarely the kind of story that a survivor wants to tell forever. So why do some survivors go public? Well, trafficking victims have been oppressed in every way imaginable, sometimes for years. And when they experience freedom, they have a tendency to tell their stories without thinking about the consequences. You know, some get out and they've never had a voice, so they just want a voice so desperately that they're willing to get on camera. And I think people that do interviews and they really need to understand, is this person in a good place? Have they been out a long time? Have they connected the dots to what their experience has been and what that is? Um, because especially when you're talking about a young girl, uh, a young girl, she's got her whole life ahead of her. You know, she may get into a career where that kind of knowledge could keep her, uh, get her fired, keep her out of it. She may want to get married to someone who Googles her name and there's her story and that may affect those re that relationship or relationship with the family or whatever. So I think there's just a lot of things people have to consider. Childs was a survivor who eventually went public with her story, but she remembers what it was like to live with the fear of being discovered. When she was putting her life back together, her past posed a constant threat to her future. I mean, listen, I thought everyone knew I was a hoe, you know? I mean, I was in the grocery store, wherever I was, I just felt like I just had a big neon sign and everybody just knew. I was so scared that if they found out I would be thrown out of public housing, if they knew my past, where I had come from, I was so scared that if they found out um, where I was getting my job trainings, that I would be put out. When I went to the community college to get my GED, I was terrified if they knew I wouldn't receive that because this was the bias 
that I had seen and felt from society, and I completely believed in that. Childs went on to explain how this fear would pop up at the most unexpected moments, even at her place of work. And when I, my first job was at the Kansas City, Kansas Area Chamber of Commerce, and I was terrified that a man would come in and recognize me and tell. Now today I can say, wow, that was crazy thinking because a man, if he did come in and recognize me, the last thing he wanted to, he would be scared I would out him. You know, so, but, but that is just how skewed um, our thinking can become in that life, especially with the bias. The bias Childs is referring to is the stigma attached to prostituted women that somehow doesn't stick to the men who buy sex. No matter how horrific the story of how a woman was trafficked, she still faces the scorn of a society that views her as subhuman, that insists she'll never be anything besides a prostitute, a hooker, or a hoe. For advocates, journalists, and the media producers who really want to help, we've got to think about the future of the survivors, even if they are not yet thinking about their own futures. Otherwise, we run the risk of exploiting them for clicks and ratings, and that simply cannot happen. If you want to read more about Childs and Veronica's voice, visit brettmaverich.com. That's B-R-E-T-M-A-V-R-I-C-H.com for more articles, podcasts, and videos. I'm Brett Maverich, and this has been the Abolition Minute.